work on them today. All right. Um, and watch what you're saying out your mouth. I wanted to just make sure I said this to you. Um, be very conscious of what you're saying out your mouth throughout this challenge. Um, even the words can't and won't and, you know, um, just just be very careful because um, as you're growing and as you're uh, pushing yourself forward, the enemy is very strategic, right? And so, like, you want to make sure that you are really, like, making the, the right decisions with what you say um, and making sure that you don't, like, catch yourself up. Because you sometimes you can literally like say something and then not even realize like wait a minute like after you just said a whole affirmation out of your mouth like five minutes later you like for example if we the affirmation was let me go back to one of the affirmations yesterday so you could say something like you know I will not allow my mind to think that others are judging me based on my own insecurities and then. Some for some reason I told y'all to guard your hearts during this challenge too. Say you get a phone call. Now be very careful on this challenge. There are people who are gonna be calling you that have you haven't talked to in years. In years. If you've been on this challenge already and you got somebody that you like, yo, that you haven't talked to in years, ask yourself, like, what are you what are you doing? Because you gotta be very careful to pick up these phone calls. Because mm -hmm. the old things, old distractions. Are trying to creep in and when you are doing things like this you got to be so careful to guard your heart during these challenges because you're trying to grow yes. you're trying to move forward yes. and the old past people are still trying to creep in but now you're gonna be more aware of it than ever but i need you to be aware of it yes the calls be coming in yep this is definitely a test, Janice. It is definitely a test to see if you're applying what you are learning. And every day is a test. This is not an overnight success, all right? So that's really good. So um, just watch what you're saying. I wanted to encourage you to really be conscious of what you're saying out your mouth. Your tongue is one of the most powerful tools and weapons. And so we got to know what we say. All right. So here's the questions I want you to ask down. Here's the questions I want you to ask down. I mean, write down. Y'all ready? Because I got two. So, how have you fell for distractions in the past month? How have you fell for distractions? So, how have I fell for, fell into or for distractions in the past month? And then I want you to answer that question within a paragraph. With you can list, you can bullet point the ways. How have I fell for distractions in the in the past month? And remember what I'm telling you, we're in the present day. We're in 2022. You could have done these things years ago, but tell me in the past month. And be remember that, you know, I want you to remember the things that you wrote down, the, the times behind, the the years behind. Yesterday, the day before, we asked, you know, I asked about securities. How many years have you been? How many months have you been operating this? We asked about complacency. How many years have you been operating this? How many months have you been operating this? And so I want you to write that down and tell me when you're done. How have I fell for distractions in the past month?
How have I failed for distractions in the past month? What fell in two, fell four. All right, I see you, Zach. Zach said, we're going to identify this thing right here today. All right, all right, good, 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 good. How have I failed for distractions in the past month? Good morning, Janae. In the past month. All right. So you guys are done. Done, done, done. Yes, 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 yes. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. So we're going to move on because I, I want to make sure I'm out of time. Okay. The next question is, do you believe, do you believe you have good discernment and why? Do you believe, so do I believe I have good discernment and why? Do I believe I have good discernment and why? Once you're done with that, say done. Now, I want y'all to be honest with yourselves. Why is you got to validate it? You got to validate it. I see the done. All right, perfect. Okay, so now you know we're gonna go to. You know we're gonna go to our definitions, our handy dandy definitions. Okay, so y'all ready? So distractions is a thing. That prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. Let's repeat that. Distractions is a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. Distractions, a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. And then we have another definition here that I just want to break down a little bit deeper. So distraction also is an extreme agitation of the mind or emotions. Extreme agitation of the mind or emotions. 
Now, I'm a big person on definitions because if I know what something means, I will understand how to operate better, you know, with that thing. And know what to look for, the signs to look for. So I broke down agitation because I said, what is agitation, right? What is agitation? Agitation is a state of anxiety or nervous excitement. A state of anxiety or nervous excitement. I'm be moving quick today, y'all, so I need y'all to write it down because I got I got a lot to talk about in 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. Uh, agitation is a state of anxiety or nervous excitement. And then we have another definition that says, and it talks especially pertains to liquid, but I'm going to use this anyway because I thought it was so good, is the action of briskly staring or disturbing something. The action of briskly, the action of briskly staring or disturbing or uh, disturbing something. Mm. Agitation is the action of briskly staring, staring, excuse me, or or disturbing something. Wow. Okay. So when we think of that, I want to just break that down a little bit. So distraction is a thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. Now, I want us to go back because when you when we asked ourselves earlier this morning, how have you felt for distractions in the past month? How have you felt for distractions in the past month? So how have you felt for the, or how you felt for the thing that prevented you from giving your full attention to something else, right? And then that thing, whatever that thing was, the action that you took was bristly and it disturbed mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. It bristly came in, mm-hmm. it was stirring up some stuff, mm-hmm. and now you back, I mean, you're not on, off, I mean, on track. Mm-hmm. You're off track. Mm-hmm. That fast. Mm-hmm. Nine times out of 10, nine times out of 10 distractions will come so fast that you won't even know it. Mm-hmm. So something could be, you could be so focused and you look up and you see a text message. Mm-hmm. And now you sit here texting and five minutes don't gone by mm-hmm. and you still texting somebody mm-hmm. when you were on a, a, a schedule, mm-hmm. right? Distractions can be a simple wake up and you get a, a DM on Instagram. So you go to your inbox and you're like, oh, okay. Go on Instagram and what you do, you swipe back to the homepage after you answer the Instagram DM. Now you on the homepage and you see something cute. Oh, they in love. They got an early Valentine's Day gift. Now you swipe it. <laughs> now you swipe it. And now you are in all these motivational posts, but you're not actually motivating yourself. Mm-hmm. Distractions mm-hmm. can be, um, you know, say you're supposed to be reading. But you hear something on TV and you're like, oh, wait, what's that? Now you watch the episode for 30 minutes that <laughs> took away from your reading time. Distractions is all about not having discipline. When you have discipline, you're not distracted. When you have discipline, true, I'm talking about true discipline, 
true discipline. It is hard to be easily distracted. Now, let me give you the definition of discipline because these are the type of things that we're trying to implement in our lives consistently is discipline. Discipline is a domain that lies under self-management. If you cannot, you cannot master self-management, you cannot manage oneself if you don't know how to be disciplined. If you find yourself continuing to say, I'm gonna do this and it never gets done. If you find yourself continuing to say, I'm gonna fix my credit and it never gets done. If you find yourself continuing to say, I'm gonna stop impulsive shopping, but you continue to do it. Distractions is, uh, um, I mean, not distractions. Um, Discipline. Uh, there's a, how can I say, I wanna say a byproduct, but there's a, it goes hand in hand. Like when you really understand what your distractions are, then you really understand your weaknesses. Okay. Right? And so with discipline, the definition of discipline is the practice of training people <laughs> to obey rules or a code of behavior. Hmm. Listen, this is good, y'all. Yes. Using punishment to create dis- to correct disobedience. But we're just going to take this to- the topic of the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior. <laughs> All right. And then let, so I, want, I want you to write down the second definition of discipline. It's, it's really good. It says a branch of knowledge, typically one studied in higher education. So how many people are self-taught? I've been, I've been reading. I, I taught myself a lot of things before I got, when I got my master's. Mm-hmm. Google University, all right? Mm-hmm. YouTube University, all right? I taught myself a lot. So it's a branch of knowledge. Being disciplined is a branch of knowledge. It's, it's, let's just go with a branch of knowledge. With all this knowledge out here, you choose to be distracted versus disciplined, right? Mm. And then... So these are these are some good definitions. So I wanted to say this because this is really important for you to understand how to look at distractions and how distractions will in fact kill your dreams. They can. They can. Oh. They can. I was um in my book, in dangers of my book, it says, uh, when distractions become dangerous, I started seeing that my life was wow. in danger because of distractions. I started seeing that I was putting myself in danger because of distractions. Um, When I was in Connecticut, um, I, you know, would always get into, and I had to, me and my cousin were the best of friends and we had to, I had to cut her off for at least five years of my life. The hardest thing, one of the hardest things I've done because of the fact that like we grew up together. This is someone I love dearly. But she continued to place me in situations that if the cops showed up, I would be on the front page. Wow. Not her, not her friends. Nobody, they had nothing to lose. Right, right. I would be on the front page. And that's when distractions became dangerous. That's when me saying, oh, I'll go with y'all for a drink. Oh, I'll go with y'all and get in the car and go to a party and realize that I don't know what car I'm in. And I don't know what's in this car and in this trunk. That's when distractions became dangerous. So we got to understand the level of distractions in our life and what is connected to. What is connected Mm. to. Because this is a huge 
danger of the mind is a huge internal attack against our thought life that shifts our progress, derails us from being and walking in our fullest journey, I mean, fullest purpose. So one of the things I say in my book is I have four ways, five ways to eliminate distractions or knowledge distractions. I want you to write these down and then we're going to go to discernment. All right. Number one is you need to acknowledge your distractions. Acknowledge your distractions. That means you need to take a look around your life and see what are the main distractions and what can you do about them and assess them as a problem. Look at these distractions as a problem. When you start seeing things differently, it becomes a priority to fix it. When you start seeing things differently, it becomes a priority to fix it. When you start looking at it as a problem, it becomes a priority to fix it. A problem needs a solution, right? A problem always needs a solution. So when you find it as a problem, then it becomes on a radar that you need to fix it. But it's first you have to acknowledge the distractions. Number two, understand your surroundings. Who are you consistently surrounded by? Because I guarantee you that person is distracted too. Y'all just out here distracted. Who are you surrounded? Understand your surroundings. Take an inventory of your circle of influence. Take an inventory of your circle of influence. Who is truly around you to build you up and make you better? And who is there only to create negative energy? Who is there only to create negative energy? And also, listen to this. I'm going to be straight up. I put this in my book. It says, who is just taking up space? Are they a fan? You got people just around you just like, that's fans. I like your hair. I like how you, I like how you dress, but you ain't bringing nothing. You ain't bringing nothing to my life. You a distraction. Wow. You taking up space in my, my limited circle of people that need to be influencing me. You're not bringing nothing to the table. Okay. Are they a fan or are you a fan of theirs? Do you just want to be around them because you're a fan of theirs? What are they doing for you? What are you doing for them? Tear the distraction. Number three is tear the distraction apart piece by piece. We did this yesterday about we rebooted. We said, we said, what is the root cause of our complacency? How long have we been complacent? Where did it start from? Right? That's number three. Tear the distraction now piece by piece. Now this takes a huge form of self-awareness because you got to say, what are the lessons from my distractions? Was I supposed to learn something about myself? Am I supposed to grow through this distraction? How many times has this distraction came up? Is this a pattern? Mm-hmm. Is this a pattern? So I want y'all to look at y'all list y'all created. I want y'all to put some times by that as well. We going we gonna timestamp it. How many months, how many years, how long has this distraction been in place? And then I want you to later today tear that distraction down piece by piece. Choose to deal with the distractions, number four. 
Number four, choose to deal with the distraction. We don't want to just acknowledge it, but we want to choose to deal with it. And I'm not going into too much detail. This is my dangers of the mind book. You guys pick it up on Amazon if you want to go like too, too, too deep. But I'm just trying to give you some hints and clues. And then number five is remember that everyone is not on your side. <laughs> remember that everybody is not on your side. You know what that means? That means that sometimes people intentionally distract you. They see that, oh, she done changed. She's on top of her game. He's on top of his game. He's working hard. He's doing his thing. She's doing her thing. Let me tell them that we're going to go out somewhere that they, were, they said they was done with. Let me slide them a little something that they said they was over with. Let me come over here in their space and turn up with them knowing that they can't operate like that because they got real bad hangovers and next day they ain't going to be doing that. Listen, it is so important that you identify and understand it and remember that everybody is not on your side, all right, so that you can operate in discernment. So that's how we're going to move on to discernment. So you can operate in discernment. Remember that everybody is not on your side. So you can operate in discernment. All right. So discernment. I'm taking a lot of notes today. Get ready. Discernment. Number three. Yes. I'll go um, over it one more time. Really quickly. So number one is acknowledge your distractions. Number two is understand your surroundings. Number three is tear the distraction apart piece by piece. Number four is choose to deal with distractions. And number five is remember that everybody is not on your side. So discernment. Discernment is the ability to judge well. The ability to judge well. The ability to judge well. Now it says, what does it mean when someone has discernment? When someone has discernment is the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. Is a fact of perceiving or discerning something. And also, I want you to put this down. Discernment is defined. Discernment is defined as the ability to notice the fine point details. Mm. The ability to notice the fine point details and the ability to judge someone well or to comprehend something. The ability to notice the fine point details the ability to judge something well, or the ability to understand and comprehend something. Now, this is important that you understand this because as we're going through, you asked, you said, I think, I mean, the question I asked was, what ways, um, no, do you believe you have good discernment and why? How many people say yes? Just say, ask me. Mm -hmm. Yep. How many people said, that's me, that's me, okay. Now, how many people said no? I'm 
just curious to see. Now, do you feel like the people that said yes, do you feel like that this this was a growing thing? Yes. Or do you feel like that you've always had the right discernment? I think I know the answer, but I'm just, you know, just asking. Yes, that's so good. I've learned how to discern through prayer as well. It's a big part. Yep, it wasn't clear. Yep, that's good. Well, this is important to understand because of the fact that when you do not discern, the biggest part of this is that you are continuing to derail what God has for you, the vision, the plan for your life. It's it's, it's literally getting pushed back through your, your distractions and your discernment. Because if you had a discernment that uh, Tanya or Ricky... <laughs> Ricky wasn't a friend for you, or wasn't the right man for you, or uh, a Tanya wasn't the right girl for you, or wasn't the right girlfriend for you, whatever it was. If you had discernment, then that Tanya, and hope nobody's name is Tanya here, I'm just making an example. <laughs> but that Tanya um, could really literally derail your future. Very, you have to be very careful in the phase of your life, you know that you got something that you're supposed to do. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to do this right now. This is my for my life. And all of a sudden, you you meeting new people every day. That's cool and all, but think about it. Because I'm a, I'm not about the you know no new friends. I like friends. I like new people. But we gotta think about it. Hold up. Why am I meeting all these new people right now? Yeah. And the season I was supposed to be isolated. Season I was supposed to be writing this book. And the season I was supposed to get this new job. And she's not supposed to be going back to school. Why am I meeting all these people right now? And now when I meet all these people, now I have, I have, I'm a people pleaser. So now I want to make sure that I got a little FOMO. I don't know how to stay in the house. Now I want to make sure that I'm at all the brunches. Now I want to make sure that I'm at the lounges on Friday nights with my friends. Now I want to make sure that the people see me and it's become a distraction because you didn't discern that they were supposed to be there right at the moment, this moment of your life. All right, and then I want to go to something really quick. Um, so how how is this all connected? Responsible decision-making is one of the competencies in social-emotional learning. Now, I'm going to tell you the definition, and I'm going to tell you the things that lie under responsible decision-making because it is actually a skill to make a responsible decision. And the reason why we're distracted a lot of times is we don't know how to make responsible decisions, and we don't see the patterns of the decisions that we already consistently make. So responsible decision is the ability to make constructive the ability to make constructive and respectful, not just respectful to other people, but respectful to yourself, choices about personal behaviors and social interactions. I'm gonna keep going though. The ability, actually, I'm, I'm gonna copy and paste this though, but the ability to make constructive and respectful choices about personal behaviors and social interactions based on consideration of ethical standards. Wow. Listen, ethical, we talked about the core values. What are you standing on? What's ethical to you? So based on consideration of ethical standards, safety concerns, 
social norms. I'm going to put the copy and paste this. The realistic evaluation of consequences of various actions and well-being of self and others. So that's a long definition. So I'm going to make sure I have that. Yes, that's good. Okay, and really quickly, I'm going to go over. I want you guys to either copy and paste that that in the chat or write it out. I don't know how you want to do it, but screenshot it, whatever you need to do, because I'm going to keep moving real quick. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest things that I, I need you to understand about this is responsible decision-making is a six-part process. All right? Real quick, I'm going to just call it out. First thing you need to do is identify the problem. When you're making a responsible decision every day, this is how you truly make a responsible decision. Number one, you identify the problem. Number two is you analyze the situation. What does the patterns look like? Anything knows anybody knows anything about data? You got to analyze that all day. In my, in my industry, data equals dollars. You can't do anything without data because it's what is the facts. Data is the facts. So when you look at your patterns, when you analyze your, your patterns, that's the facts. You can't run away from the facts. If you're an impulsive shopper, that's the facts. If you're living in debt, that's the facts. If you if you you know not applying for new jobs and you stay stagnant, that's the facts. If you continue to be with the wrong man or the wrong woman, that's the facts. It's a pattern, right? That's analyzing the situation. Number three is you have to solve the problem. Now, once you analyze the situation and you see the patterns, you have to come up with a solution. But that's not it. Everybody wants to come up with a solution and keep moving because life moves too fast. But these distractions will kill your dreams if you don't stop and make a responsible decision before you allow the distraction to come in. Number three is, I mean, after you do all that, number four is evaluate. Now, you don't, you're not just done with them making the decision, but you now have to evaluate. And number five is once you evaluate what decision you made, then you need to stop and reflect on this decision that you made. And lastly, you gotta ask yourself, that's, this is number six, was this the most ethical, responsible decision that I could have made? Based on my past choices, based on my past experience, based on my past decisions, based on my past distractions, Based on my past discernment, was this the most ethical, responsible decision that I could have made? All right. So that's just a little bit to get you guys going for the day um, and just start to reflect on those things. But now, since you know the definitions, I want you to write down, while we're listening to this video real quick, I want you to write down your patterns of distractions that you consistently see show up in your life. I'm only gonna play like three, uh, four minutes. I'm gonna play like two minutes and then I'm gonna send you guys the link just so I could get, get a little bit out. In today's world of overstimulation, seemingly unlimited distractions and short attention spans, it's no wonder there are so many people who don't succeed. It's no wonder so many people never achieve anything significant. It's no wonder so many people never reach their true potential. If you want to achieve anything great, you must shut out all distractions. Successful people are focused people. Successful people could go into a space where they shut out everything. 
where they lock in on the task in front of them. Lock in on their goal. Lock in on their dream. If it is important enough to you, you will shut out all distractions. Shut the door. Turn your phone off. Turn off social media. Lock in. Focus and get the job done. A recent study pointed out that the average adult spends around one hour and 40 minutes every day on social media. That is nearly 12 hours per week. Over 50 hours per month, 616 hours per year, it adds up to 128 days over a period of five years. 128 days wasted every five years. Imagine if you use that time better. Just imagine if you replace that wasted time with completely focused time. Working on something you love. The person you will be in five years' time will be very different depending on which paths you choose to take. Those who don't succeed, let's call them, I don't know, the majority, they're like a puppy with a bone. Anytime a bone comes along, social media likes your comments, a text message, a TV show, an opportunity at another night out, any attention or meaningless distraction, they drop everything important to them and chase the bone. They could be sitting on a million dollar idea, something that could change their life completely, but as soon as that bone comes along, they follow it, day in and day out. Meaningless distractions tearing people away from a life they deserve. Mm, I'm going to stop right there. Meaningless distractions that's tearing people away from the life they deserve. Jesus. I'll put this in the chat. Y'all can watch the rest. It's five minutes, but I know I want to honor your time. So I'm going to put this in the chat. But meaningless distractions tearing people away from the life they deserve. You guys deserve the best life possible. You deserve the best outcomes possible. You deserve the best of the best. That's what we deserve. But these distractions keep pulling us away from what we deserve, allowing us to stay complacent, allowing us to wallow in, you know, forms of contentment, which is like some old success, some old satisfaction. You know, I got to the point where I was, when I lived, was living in Atlanta, um, I used to write down this long list of things. I'm going to get all this done today. And every day I would never get these things done. And I would be so frustrated. Like, I mean, I'd be disappointed myself. Like, and it would be real, really, really, really unrealistic things. So, y'all, <laughs> like, I'm about to write this book in 10 days. Like, what? why are you putting this much pressure on yourself? Like, it was just unrealistic. However, I was already distracted, always. And so you got to ask yourself, who is around me that's really pulling me in a, a different direction? Who is around me that's distracting me? And then how am I distracting myself? Okay. So I want you guys to listen to me as I go through this um, affirmation for today. So today is distraction and discernment. The quote of the day says a sharper discernment could be used to pinpoint your distractions. A sharper discernment could be used to pinpoint your distractions. That's when it comes to responsible decision-making, y'all. That's the sharper discernment. But also, for me, I believe in prayer. And I believe that it's important to, to start your day with that and make sure that you have the right people around you. Distractions sometimes come disguised as the good in your life. And you will never be able to identify them if you do not work on sharpening your level of discernment. You know how something sometimes comes so gold and uh, what, what was that guy 
that was uh, going around. It was called. I was my friends were talking to me about talking to me about this yesterday. He's like a Twitter, not a Twitter, uh, um, uh, some dating guy that's been going around like like uh, saying that he was a prince and like women are giving him like taking out loans for fifty thousand dollars. I don't know if y'all heard that. That is absolutely insane, by the way. However, it was if they would have had a sharper discernment, <laughs> if they would have said, wait a minute, something's not right. Tender, yes, tender swindler, yes. I just found this out yesterday. I was like, wait, what? So my friend was talking about that, but it's just so crazy because that's the, one of the biggest distractions. But if they would have had discernment, they would have knew homeboy wasn't right. This is an internal set of eyes that gives way to insight, which allows you to see beyond what is really there. That's discernment. When you make a commitment to truly rid yourself of the distractions in your life, regardless of who or what they are, you will be more equipped to walk away from them. These affirmations will lead into a life that is free of distractions. Here we go. I want y'all to take yourself off mute at 7 o'clock. We're going to take ourselves off mute. We're going to speak these affirmations. We're going to get up out of here. All right. Morning affirmation. Today, I will identify and eliminate the distractions in my life. Today, Today I will eliminate the distractions in my life. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I want y'all to mean it. Listen, think about affirmations. We don't just speak them in the atmosphere, but we mean them things, okay? So every time you see a distraction today, you gotta combat that thing. The second one, I will, I will only allow people with positive energy to be a part of my life. I will, I will only allow people with positive energy to be a part of my life. Come on, my prayed up folks. We only allow people that know God and understand where you are in your life yeah. to be a part of your life right now. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, it, it is crucial for yeah. what you're doing in your life at this moment. It's a matter right? of life and death. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's the second one. But the night one is I will continue. This one we're gonna break this down. I will continue to stay focused on fulfilling my purpose. I will, I will continue, continue to stay focused in fulfilling my purpose as I effectively manage my purpose in my life. Say that one more time. Okay. Manage my distractions in my life. Yes, come on. Whoever that is, I hear you. All right. Um, let's do this one one more time. I will continue to stay focused on fulfilling my purpose. I will continue to stay focused on fulfilling my purpose. Come on. Come on. Um, as I effectively manage my any distractions in my life. As I effectively manage. Come on, I need what that energy is. I love it. I love it over here. She is speaking those things out loud. Everybody waking up in the house. Okay. We love it. We love it. All right. So this is this is um the distractions you guys. I mean your your uh your words for today. Distractions and discernment. You guys will get your um you know your text messages. Make sure you stop in your tracks real quick and really, 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 really um, eliminate them, okay? And the one thing I, I do want to share really quickly I, um, is, do, 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 if I can find it, um, maybe I'll share it in the text because I can't find it. 
was just something I saw earlier that I thought was really good. Um, oh, also, I want you to think about how, um, how can you find a dedicated, no distraction place? So for me, when I was writing my book, y'all, I would go away to like hotels and like mm-hmm. stay for like a week, like or like three, four days, mm-hmm. and be like locked in. Like, don't bother me. Don't talk to me. Right? Um, like, I got stuff to do. Um, how should we be thinking about distraction when you have open doors at work that require more time and effort and take you away from your personal priorities? That's good. That's good. Okay. So what I will say is that um, there's important with anyone to create boundaries, right? And so with distractions, sometimes you need to set up, um, uh, maybe you said open open doors. Maybe it could be a certain time that you have a window. For me, my schedule, I don't have no, no meetings on Mondays except for my team. Like I have no meetings on Mondays. I have no meetings on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. Like I do not meet with people because I need to think. I need to develop, mm-hmm. right? I need to develop. I cannot play around with that. And I learned that after 11 years of entrepreneurship, I was like, wait a minute, something's not right. So that window, that open door window with co- with colleagues and clients, since we, we might be virtual, you might not be, but you might want to open a window to say, this is the hours of me talking. Yes, yes. This is where I can speak to people. Yes. And no manager is going to say nothing's wrong with that because you're managing your time. Yeah. You're organizing your time. You're saying, these are my productive hours for me. My productive hours are in the mornings until like 12, 1 o'clock. You can catch me again. By 1, 2 o'clock, I'm like, all right, y'all. All right, I'm going to still be productive, but I'm a little tired. Today marks a special day in my life as I come to my alma mater, Windsor High School, with my Dangers of the Mind team to train their entire staff on resilience, owning the power of your story through social and emotional learning. Many people don't realize how resilient they truly are.
the connection and also felt sometimes you just need to check with yourself so put your phones on and the next community Try that for a was foundational while. and it was as try putting your phone my phone stay on do not disturb thank you Windsor High yeah. School for laying put your phone on do not disturb maybe from now until 9 o'clock we don't talk to remember try two hours your power your influence try it will live up to put it your, look Keep at your down. screen on social media I mean on your settings and see how much how long you spend on social media and say, okay, if I spend eight hours on social media a day, if I spend 40 hours a week, let me try to take three of those hours and read. Yeah. And rate yourself and yeah. see what your screen time is in a week. Yeah. These are the ways that you measure your success right. through this distraction process. All right, y'all. God bless you guys. Yeah, I'm going fine. to go just because I want to make sure that I'm on time and I want to be, I'm really trying to perfect my time management skills because <laughs> I, I still got um, our articles to finish before nine o'clock. So y'all have a wonderful day. I'm going to play some music on your way out and I will see you all tomorrow. Listen, I just want to make sure you know, but if you guys join in, so we do do this on Saturdays and Sundays. So I was proud of y'all yesterday. Today so we got to keep it up. My life we got, as I well, come to my alma mater, uh, Windsor High School, with my Angels of the Mind team, 19 more days. to train their entire All right. staff on so the cell. So we're going to make sure we get this thing going. All right, thank you guys so much. God bless you. Social and Many people don't realize how resilient they truly are. Resilient is overcoming obstacles through key social and emotional learning skills. Learning SEL skills for yourself is critical and so game-changing. You actually start... Um, in um, October... And I'm excited about those because those are really refreshers. They get us all going. Um, we have, you know, Private Chef come in. Shout out Chef Simone. She comes in. She's been coming in since 2018. Um, we have Dr. Leisha Hodge, which is a good friend of mine, who's a therapist. Um, we all be around the bonfire crying, y'all. It'd, it'd be a good old time. We got professional development that comes in. Last time we had a photographer take headshots with us and, you know, where people can use them for their LinkedIn profiles. So that's good and then um the other thing is if you want more information i know we gave you i gave you guys the will the self-efficacy will um and all of that but if you guys want more information um just let me know and um well you don't let me know just subscribe go subscribe to all the websites blackscl.org you can subscribe to kristenhopkinsglobal.com and then to of course dangers of the mind um dangers of the mind so uh, again, the rules of this is that you guys have to make sure that you actually believe in what we're talking about, okay? So this, uh, today's going to be a little bit heavy. I mean, every day is kind of heavy, but we're going to make it light, but it's, it, and, and hopefully um, it's, it's something that you really, really can work on because a lot of um, opportunities are missed out because of pride and ego. Pride and ego really, really go hand in hand. So before we jump in, I want to tell you a quick story. Um... I've always, I grew up uh, in a very prideful culture. Like, so for instance, um, we were, you know, we were taught younger 
to not speak about issues. We were taught to that the family secrets is the family secrets, right? We was taught mm -hmm. to don't go over nobody's house begging, mm -hmm. even if we don't got it. Like, you know, that's how mm -hmm. I was taught. That's how I was raised. And it was it was for protection, I believe. Um, and it was also for, you know, we didn't want nobody in our business. Like my mom, she was a single mom until, you know, my, my stepfather came around. So we didn't want nobody in our business. And so um, when I got older, it was hard for me to speak up. And I'm, I'm getting out to the root now. This is, this is the root. It was hard for me to speak up about um, certain things that were happening in my life, whether it was I was broke and I needed help, whether it was I, I, I needed an uh, opportunity, you know, and I missed out on it. Somebody was like, oh, girl, you know, you could get this job, but so-and-so, and, you know, you could get paid. Like, maybe when, okay, so, like, for example, um, people would come to me and they'd be like, oh, we have a part-time job. Um, and I was an entrepreneur at the time. They're like, oh, we have a part-time job. And, you know, if you need some money, extra money, you know, come over here and you can get paid. And I was like, I, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I would always miss out on things because I felt like I was going to fail as an entrepreneur. Let's talk about it. All right. So I felt like I was going to be a failure as an entrepreneur if I wasn't full time. Like I, I did something else on the side. I just always, it was weird. I don't know where it came from. And so um, I remember in 2012, I believe it was 2012, I had just started entrepreneurship like 2010. And um, one thing that that was really hard for me was like obviously telling people that I was struggling and I mean I was struggling we had we didn't have any clients in a while like not wow like maybe like three months um I had I was living in Buckhead I had like prime time spot even though my stock was actually not that much money it was I had money management issues so I'll be out all the time was it spending my money just out here spending my money and then when my rent come, I'm like, oh my God, how am I gonna pay my rent? So like, I was stressed, right? And so um, I remember my friend, he got an opportunity to work at the Boys and Girls Club. And he got an opportunity actually to like be, he was like the program director. And so um, he hit me up, he was like, Chris, you know, yo, I, I, I'm bringing a team in of people uh, and I need you to come. And I would love for you to come and help us like set up all these, um, program for these kids. So at that point, y'all, Days of Mind wasn't out. That book wasn't out. I wasn't a kid's person. I was that person that you, I see a baby and I'm like, oh, you're so cute. All right, <laughs> go back to your mama. That was who I was, okay? So I didn't like it. So I was like, uh, where? He was like, the boys and girls club. I was like, all right, well, let me go check. No, I first said, no, I'm good. You know, I'm good. You know, I got clients. I got stuff going on, being prideful. Okay, being prideful. So I'm like, I got clients, I got stuff going on. He was like, all right, all right, cool. He called me back. This is the same, this is the same friend. Y'all gotta know who y'all hanging around. This is the same friend that told me in college, if you don't go to China, I will never talk to you again. He said, people like us don't get opportunities like this. We don't get opportunities like this. So he told me that if, if you don't go to China, I will never talk to you again. Same friend that came back in 2012 and said, Hey, I got an opportunity for you. Da, da, da. I was prideful. He knew me so well. He knew me so well that he called me back two days later. He said, Chris, he didn't even until later on in life. He told me I knew what you was going through and I had to push you to say yes, just because I knew that this is going to change your life. So I was like, 
two days later he called me he's like chris I, I i can't think of nobody else that i would hire for this position he said you it's, it's a contract position he's like you don't even have to like come every time like your schedule because i kept saying well my schedule i you know i'm up i travel i can't be locked down i can't be in one space that i don't want it like that's why i picked entrepreneurship i didn't want to be where you had to tell me to be somewhere at certain time. He's like, Chris, now I'm gonna make it where you could be on contract. Da, da, da. Like, I mean, he presented it on a platter to me, okay? So I finally was like, okay, you know, I'll do it. When I tell y'all. Hey, good morning. This is Monique calling from Wake Man Nurse Triage. I was just calling okay, checking the phone line. Uh-oh. I'm good. How are you tonight? Or this morning, I should say. <laughs> Monique, we hear you. <laughs> she's on the she's on the phone. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna mute you so that we don't hear your business, but we hear you, girl. All right, so um, she, basically, long story short, uh, what happened was I got to a Boys and Girls Club, and it was the most ama- like amazing experience, and that's where I grew my love and passion for kids, and to the point where I was like, I need to do something for kids. So if I never took the opportunity, if I walked in pride and missed out the opportunity, it would have literally, my, my whole life would have been in a different direction. I don't even know where I would have been. But that was pride, y'all. That was pride and that was ego, okay? So I want you to ask yourself these two questions. The first question I want you to ask yourself is what opportunities have I missed because of pride? And I want you to list some list a couple down what opportunities have i missed because of pride what opportunities have i missed because of pride what opportunities have i missed because of pride All right, and I really want you to think about that. Like, really write down the opportunities. Good morning. Is it Naz? Naz? I want to say it right. Yes, that's correct. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you. I was invited by Gwendolyn last night, and I'm just this is feeding my soul. So thank awesome. you so much. Yes, of course. <laughs> thank you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the group. Girl. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And if you want to catch up, um, you there's a this is my book is on Amazon. You can go get it. It's a 30 day affirmation challenge, and so we're on day 11. But you can go all the way back to all the days we've talked about. It's been so good. So, can you put the title of it so I can? I would love to order it yes, um, from that's... Amazon in the in the comments. I will sure do so. Thank you. And mm-hmm. and you mentioned your websites too. I would love to go and subscribe and follow. Yes, thank you. Justin, can you uh, put all of the websites and link them in the chat as well as the, the book? You might be able to link it right to Amazon. If not, just put the book title and name. Okay, I will. Thank you. All right. So y'all know the drill. If you're done, say done. If you are done, say done. What opportunities have I missed because of pride?
What opportunities have I missed because of pride? Okay, we got done, we got done, we got done. Okay, all right. I'm waiting for a couple more folks. This, this might be deep. Y'all might be over here writing books. <laughs> I might be missing a lot. Yeah, missing a lot of opportunities. Don't be shy, too. Write them down, list them out, make it plain. You know, we well, about the dangers of the mind, the thing about it is you got to acknowledge it first. That acknowledging is a list, okay? That acknowledging is work. We are up early doing work on ourselves. We do not want to miss any other opportunity because of pride. So write them down. Good, Brittany, good. Yeah, it's hard. It is definitely hard. Mmm. That's good, Zach. Pride and fears. Fear is connected to so many things. You'll look down and be like, I've, I've been fearful for years. I, I wanted to actually... Did I... Did I give you guys the um, the fearless worksheet, the five five ways to eliminate fear? When we did, yes. When we did the fearless day, I thought I did, but if I didn't, let me know. I'm gonna make sure Justin sends that to you all. You didn't get it, okay. All right, I'll make sure. Actually, I don't think Justin have access to that. Let's see. I wanna, I wanna make sure, cause it's connected to so many things, so many things. Actually, I'm actually gonna put it in the chat real quick so y'all could copy and paste it, download it. It's a five ways to eliminate fear. All right, here it goes. You guys are welcome, this is good. That is a that is the fear worksheet. Five ways to eliminate fear. You all should just be able to click and get access to that. So download it. I suggest you print it, put it on your refrigerator, put it wherever you need to. You need to see it in the morning. Good. Come on, Delisa. You better print those out. Also, um, Justin, if you could put the self-efficacy and the will in the chat, how many people are still doing it? Um, how many people have still been evaluating themselves in the morning and at night? I know I know a lot of you guys printed it out, so I encourage you to print it out. We're gonna put it, Justin's gonna put it in as a self-efficacy will where we evaluate our performance every night. And it's a um, and it shows you that if you don't if you don't identify these things, mm -hmm. your will will not turn properly. Some people got flat tires, <laughs> some people just out here rolling. <laughs> but we wanna be you know, we want to function. And so this is going to teach you guys over the, the course of the challenge, how important it is to evaluate your performance and know who you are. All right. So the next question I have for you are name three ways that I can remain humble. You put that, write that down. What are three ways that I can remain humble? 
because we're going to talk about ego. What are three ways? That's why when y'all came in, I had Kendrick Lamar playing. Be humble. Sit down. Okay? It's a humble day. Name three ways that I can remain humble. Name three ways that I can remain humble. When you're done, say you're done. What are three ways that you can remain humble? Come on, Carrie. Come on, Carrie. Okay, Alexis. Hey, Cornelius. Good to see you. I know that you're here. It is. It is. Cornelia, shout out to you. She was on the last challenge, and we was up at 5 a.m. So this is this is a bit this is a bit of a break. I'm gonna give y'all a little break. It was over 5 a.m. last time. And I know some people on here are 5 a.m. because they're on a different time zone. So shout out to you. All right. Thank you. Awesome, 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 awesome. Um, where am I going to? One second, y'all. I want to make sure y'all have the right link for the brand ambassador. Uh, so there's one link that shows you who our brand ambassadors are, and then there's another link where you can actually physically sign up. So I will put that down here now. All right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Done, done, done. I'm still looking for some more though. Done, done, done. I don't see everybody. I don't see everybody. Name three ways I can remain humble. Done, okay. Y'all better not be on here and laying down and listening to me like I'm an audio recording. <laughs> Cause y'all not gonna get nothing from it. I need to be up with your notebooks, writing. So I'm waiting for the duns, okay, all right, all right. Three ways I can remain humble. All right, can somebody, uh, somebody wanna put one of their ways that they said in the chat? Yeah, I know, it's a foggy day, I know. But we gonna push through it. We're gonna push through it. Mm, practice humility. That's so good. Staying close to God is so good. Remembering my foundation. So good. Empathy, Ron. Yes, so good. Reflection. So good. So good. Let me see. Being honest with myself. That's so good. Ooh, being quick to forgive, Julia. These are good, y'all. Apologizing and forgiving. Self-awareness. Come on with the come on with the uh, social emotional terms. <laughs> Pray, accept corrections, serving others. Awesome, 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 awesome. So this is a huge part, of course, of self-awareness is the accurate self-perceptions. Always be able to put to put yourself in someone else's shoes. That's perspective taking. 
that's perspective taking that's so good so i was about to say you guys are hitting on a lot of the social and emotional domains that lie under our competencies which are just for people that are joining this is um that we talk about social awareness and self-awareness and responsible decision making and relationship skills and self-management throughout this challenge these are things that will help us and move us forward and so having empathy perspective taking having forms of social awareness is a, a, a good way to remain humble a good way to remain humble and also grateful one of the things I, that i uh, tell my um facilitators to do is to make sure that when kids walk in the room you are able to tell them you're able to i mean you're able to ask them what is one thing you're grateful for i work in um many alternative schools too and that's one thing that I see is a lot of kids are struggling with um, not just confidence, but they feel like they lack a lot, whether it's lack of parental structure, lack of people that believe in them. So we always ask them, what is one thing you're thankful for? What are you grateful for? And so that's another way that we may remain humble is to say what we're grateful for. And then also, I don't think I see this one here. I see, Remembering that everyone at, at different parts of their journey. That's good, that's so good. And one thing that I will say is that um, being a, an entrepreneur, I had to go back and check God's track record of what I've been through and be like, oh wait, I got, I got, yeah. I had no choice but to be humble. Yes. Because I have been through it and yes. I have been through it. I was very successful at a very young age and he took it everything away from me. And I don't care if it's perfect, like, that was the devil. No, that was God. He was, he was telling me that you need to sit down. I'm trying to protect your life. I'm trying to save your life. Whoa. So taking everything from me was allow me to realize that none of the success is based off me. So I don't know where I got this head from that told me that I, I'm the successful one. Because I I wasn't good in school. I didn't like school. <laughs> I didn't like any of this thing, these things. And then that, now all of a sudden I'm in education. Like, what? So we got to look at the track record of what we've been through. We got to also say how we've been res resilient. Because when you really look at the things you overcome quickly, it humbles you. Yes. It really does. It yes. should. It yes. should make you pride. It should make you boastful and prideful. It should be like, listen, things can happen. Things can, ch sh things change. can change within a blink of an eye. Yep. Quick. <laughs> and it got to keep you grounded. Okay, so um, I'm going to read off these definitions. You know, that's what it gets real, real good. So I'm going to read off these definitions. I'm going to start with pride. Y'all ready? Pride is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived. I'm going to go back. Is a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements, Ooh. the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated. So from one's own achievements and the achievements from those or from one or for whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. I'm gonna put this in the chat, this definition in the chat. This is a long one. Pride is a feeling of deep pleasure 
or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements, the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated, or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. Now, listen, I had somebody that, um, and I straight up, this is something that bothered me. I had somebody that I knew that she would walk into rooms and she would always mention my name. So she would go into rooms with people that she knew I knew, had relationships with major partnerships with, and go in and mention my name to be like, oh, I know her. Oh, I've done this for her. I've done this for her. And I started hearing it on the back end. And I'm like, why in the world is she doing that? But then I realized that, okay, it's to get herself in the door to, 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 to make sure that she had some type of accolades. And when I read this, this is the achievement of those with whom one is closely associated. We wasn't closely associated. However, I always tell people, if you feel like you, you can't hold your own when you go into a room, you gotta ask yourself, what is why 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 do I feel like not powerful? This has nothing to do with pride ego. But this is a big lesson mm. to learn. Because I realized that when you walk in a room and you feel like you gotta drop somebody else's name besides your own name, something is wrong. Ooh. Something is wrong. Because of the fact that you should never depend on someone else's skills, someone else's talents and abilities, rather than your own, whether rather than what you bring to the table. And so this is going back to the insecurities that we had talked about and making sure that we become confident. And I don't know why I wanted to say that, but that's something I felt in my heart that you guys don't hold on to what someone else has going on. It is about you, who you are. If you're in the room, you're meant to be there. You're meant to be there. And you got to know that. Yes, seriously, Ronnie, you never know. Name dropping people, because you don't know who people know. Because it'll always get back, okay? No riding coattails. Exactly. You got to walk in confidence. So I wanted to make sure I just put that up. But pride is really important because, like we talked about, the opportunities missed. And so when I looked at this, I was looking at my um, curriculum earlier this morning. I knew something was off. I couldn't find my glasses. I was looking at my curriculum earlier this morning, and this was a thought bubble and so what I want you to do um is and we'll, we'll do this in a second actually I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for a second okay so so the other thing about uh pride is consciousness of one's own dignity write that down to consciousness of one's own dignity consciousness of one's own dignity okay and then we're gonna go to ego so ego means a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance now with me i pride and ego are attached y'all they're they're both attached and they're both spirits they're attached to each other so if you walk in pride you most likely walk in ego because you would think that with pride, it's like, I'm ins I I'm insecure, I'm self-confident, I don't want the opportunity, I don't want to stand up for myself, or I'm like, I'm boastful, right? But with ego, you have this sense of self-importance, and you're, you're really reminded about this every day. So if you find yourself always talking about yourself, and you don't have no listening skills, no active listening skills, like this is, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking, I used to struggle with this really bad. 
I used to like be talking to my friends and then they start talking and I'd be like on my phone. Cause I was, a, I'm a multitasker, so it's a little dangerous. I could really like be multitasking and talking to you at the same time. But if you hear, mm-hmm, well, that's crazy. I'm not listening to you. I'm not listening. I'm gonna put it out there. I'm not the listening. Same thing. I'm not listening. Mm-hmm. And I had to start catching myself because as a real friend, I wanted to be good friends to my friends. And I felt like that I wasn't because I never, um, I never was trying to listen. I was always like, me, 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 me. And I wasn't trying to be an active listener. And so when I got into education, I realized that I need to listen more than talk. I'm not the most uh, knowledgeable one in this room. Why am I trying to talk? Same thing with, I, I used to go to the city club of Buckhead. We were, me and my old business partner was the two two of uh, the two youngest entrepreneurs in the room every time. Entrepreneur, we would go to this consortium every week, once a week. There'll be all these top entrepreneurs and I ain't saying a word, I'm chilling, I'm listening. I was like, I need to listen, I need to understand and actively listen. But have you ever found yourself in a, in a place where you you're, you only listening enough to respond? Mm-hmm. That has to change. That's an ego thing. You're not listening to really care and really understand even how you can help a person or change somebody's life or pour into somebody. You're listening just to respond. Even you got prejudged notions in your head already. If somebody come with you with something, you like, she always coming with the same thing, but you're not listening. You're waiting to respond. So active listening is very important in ego because it makes us be humble. It makes us learn our areas of weaknesses so that we can be best support, not only ourselves, but other people. So with me, I got success very, very young in life, y'all. Very young. I got successful very young. And what, what that did for me was I continued to dwell on the past. I would be like, oh yeah, that China thing, I had to get up out of there. Cause I mean, yes, it was a, a, a great uh, experience and it was phenomenal, but I used to dwell on it. Cause it was like, what else can I do that's that major? Like that was big. You know, I turned 21 in China. You know, I worked for Olympics. That's huge. So I, so I, give me my edges back, I can't. The list is so it, that was that was my thing. I dwelled on that one thing, and then I, I stayed in ego. Okay. I stayed in this self-absorbing place. And now a lot of times, like y'all brought me back to the, the Russell Stewart days and the, the China days, but a lot of times I don't even talk about that because I'm on to the next achievement. I'm on to the next accomplishment. Like people that's that's around me daily that might not know, they probably didn't know really about China or these experiences because. Those, those are the things I, I talk about. That was that was an ego thing when I used to bring those things up because it was like I dwelled in this look, sort of like I achieved. Even when I first wrote my first book, y'all couldn't tell me nothing. I'm like, oh, I wrote a book at 26. It is actually selling and people are buying it, right? I was, I was caught up in this self-absorbing world and I had to get to a place where I had to be so humble because I realized that, listen, nothing grows with ego. Mm. Nothing grows when you operate with ego. Your friendships don't grow. Your money don't grow. Seriously, when you truly 
like I'm talking about you you could get money all day long but I'm talking about the right money the good money the money that makes you feel good the good the money that you sow back into you find yourself I don't want ego I want to make sure that I continue to be humble because as I grow as my companies grow as my nonprofit grows I know what I'm giving back yeah. When you're when you when you're operating ego, you miss opportunities. You walk right by people that need you. You you probably will never in your life see me, uh, like uh, recording myself giving people money, and I do it all the time. I do, if you don't if somebody is around me, my friends they know. First of all, I'm a great tipper. That's yeah. one number one, mm-hmm. and I will give somebody something whether if if it's a. Uh, uh, like I'll stop if somebody asks me for money. Nine times out of ten, I don't give. I don't give a lot of money unless I feel it in my heart. Yeah. I give food. Yeah. Especially if I, I feel like I, I like to eat, so I want to make sure. Have you have you ate today? Yeah. Let me feed you. Yeah. Right. I I walk like I we were doing a prayer walk at my with my um church, and I led this walk in downtown Durham like maybe seven months ago, and this guy came up to me. I just started talking, and we were talking. And he came up to me. And he said, um. You seem like such a nice, a nice woman. Like you seem like you a good heart. I said, yeah, you know, I try to be. And I said, um, I said, what are you doing? And he was sitting at the bus waiting. And I said, you know, when is when when is your, the bus coming? He said, normally comes in about 15, 20 minutes. And it was a little breakfast power here. I said, have you ate breakfast this morning? He said, no, I haven't, ma'am. And I said, well, let's go get you some breakfast. Let's see if we can hurry up and get you some breakfast. He was so blown away, like me some breakfast me like but but he was he then he started opening up and talking about his struggles and pain and all those type of things but those are the little things i do that people do not see yeah that keep me humble yes yes because i remember when i didn't have yes. it yes i remember when i didn't have it in the bank and now i do you yes. best believe me sowing yes. seeds you will always catch me sowing seeds this right here this whole challenge is seeds yes it is Yes. These are seeds. Yes. This is what keeps me humble to sow in people. This is what keeps God blessing me because I know I know how to operate yes. in humility. Yes. You find yourself not wanting to do nothing and give nothing and, and, and give back. Why is that? Have you gotten too big where you can't go write a check to the homeless? Have you gotten too big where you can't go and and, and give on Thanksgiving? Have come you on. gotten too big? Come on, come on. Have you been, what? Have you been operating in this? This is a part that we have to understand because when you slow down, we're in a pandemic, y'all. I believe that God has allowed us to slow down, and a lot of us yes. are still moving very fast. Mm-hmm. We like. We anxious. You know, I, I was in Ghana. Um, I've been, I go to Ghana like uh, for, uh, we teach out there our curriculums and stuff like that. So I've been going to Ghana since 2015. First time I went to Ghana, I was so frustrated. I love, I love, first of all, Ghana is one of my favorite places in the entire world. I love Ghana. However, these people are so peaceful and they, they don't have no uh, consideration of time. So I was going to a meeting and I'm like, what's up? Like we here, like, an hour like with like I was with my one of my mentors and, and he's a, a king so he's like you know moves he moves very slow he's like like he, he be chilling like and I was like I thought we were supposed to be at this meeting an hour ago he's like we're fine we get there and they're like hey like I mean but I in America if you're an hour late you know we over here like we out of here 
texting everybody, bye. Like, we're not waiting around. Like, my time is precious. Everybody got attitude, right? You're disrespecting my time. But over in Ghana, they the way they move yes. is like, yeah. We are pe- we're at peace. Yes. If we get to it, we get to it. Yep. I'm like, I've never <laughs> seen that in my life, but I want it all. I want I felt that I realized that when I left there, I said, I move in so much anxiety and so much I gotta do this, I gotta do this. I wanna give my time self breaks during the day to have self reflection time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, first of all, Ghana is if you yeah, my goal is to be a dual citizen. I would love to live in Ghana for six months and live in America for six months. I've been saying this for the last six years. It will happen. I will definitely do so because that's how much I love it. But it's a place of peace. And so you have to slow down in order for you to recognize these things are going on in your life. Now I'm gonna play you this quick video. It's about three minutes long. And it's called Ego is the Enemy. Thumbs me up if you can hear. Greatness comes from humble beginnings from grunt work. It means you're the least important person in the room until you change that with results. See, ego tells us that we need success now. It replaces action and progress with a false sense of reality. We fall to pretend stories and made up visions of who we are, but they mean nothing. Talk means nothing. Even a child knows how to gossip and chatter. Anyone can do that. What's rare is silence. The ability to deliberately keep yourself out of the conversation and subsist without its validation. Silence is moving forward and creating every single day. Ego is the enemy of what you want and what you have, of mastering a craft, of real creative insight. Because it takes what's most important and deems it insignificant. The struggle, the uncertainty, the doubt, the things that not only light the path to success, they are the very foundation success stands on. These things keep us humble. They make us students. They show us that the best never stop learning because with certainty comes the death of creativity. As Richard Feynman states, you must not fool yourself and you are the easiest person to fool. When you fall into the trap of seeing recognition as the goal or status as the finish line, you will fall short time and time again. Triumph lives in a purpose much larger than yourself. From a focus not on being, but doing. On driving toward a target. Revealing a simple question, are you doing what you set out to do? Are you willing to endure what most aren't? Put in the hours and hours to go unnoticed, the struggle that goes unrecognized, and the incremental progress that goes unseen. Are you willing to let go of ego and become the best possible version of yourself? So are you willing 
<laughs> to let go of ego to come the best possible version of yourself. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to do that, right? Somebody just listen. <laughs> With certainty comes the death of creativity. So good, right? So good. I listened to this um, earlier this morning. And I was like, "Ooh, this is good." And so I know that there are a lot of things that we have to overcome to put down ego. And then I want you guys to ask yourself this week, or this this is today, Saturday. But I want this to like roll over too, because this is a, like a everyday battle, right? But I want you guys to ask yourself, what can I do more of to walk, literally, truly walk in humility? Like, what can I do more to walk in humility? Not be humble, but walk in humility. I'm going to give you the definition of humility. Big one definition. Because it's not about walking. Um, I'm a I'm a tithe giver. I sow and I pay my tithe. I'm really big on that. And that has left me humble because of the fact that, or walking in humility because of the fact that I know, I know where, where where my money comes from. Okay, like no man can tell me can, that has the power to give me no deals. I just I just know it. I know that I I'm just so connected like that. Where God is right here. He's source. He's telling me go to this company, go to this school, go over here. Like y'all see in my office, I got a map, and I circled every space that I want to be in the world before I circled that state, I literally prayed on that state. Like I prayed on the whole map and said, where do you want me to go? Lead me to where you want me to go. And these are places of, of, of humility. Being a servant is a yes. place of humility. I am a servant first. If you ever know anything about me, one of the things that I do is this is the first time I actually stopped it. I was the marketing director for my church for probably a year and a half. I just ended it February 1st. And before that, I was in, with everything I'm doing, y'all, I got three businesses. Then before that, I was doing that for four years, doing PR, social media, helping. Like, I'm really, really, it's incredibly humble. Like, when you giving your money up, first of all, it was hard for me when I was younger. Like, wait a minute, I got to do what? 10% of what? Wait a minute. Like, but now it's an easy thing. It's an easy write-off, like, cause it, I know how I know the, the the strategic plan that's attached to it, right? And it keeps me humble. So humility is a modest or low view of one's own importance. So what I know is, when I walk into schools, I'm I, I'm saying I'm a mere servant. I know, like, God didn't place me into alternative and juvenile justice for no reason. My colleagues, they was like, we going over here where the money is, and I'm like, mm, I'm going right here where God is he wants me to be and the money's here too but guess what I didn't know that I, I struggled for years because alternative schools said we don't have a budget we're so sorry we're under under poorly poorly uh poorly funded we don't have any funding the resource that you have is too is too much we have no technology in the school and you have an integrated technology system I'm like well we're gonna have to figure it out because this is for your kids this is the impact that we want to see okay so humility um alexis says read the blessed life by robin morris i believe it will convert the heart of giving so good the blessed life i'm gonna look that up all right so listen i want to make sure though that um this is uh something that was helpful for you hopefully that you have acknowledged some of your ego and pride areas pride 
uh, places that you um, miss opportunities and making sure that you're practicing um, not only humility, but just practicing uh, active listening, please. Like that's, that's if you ain't getting nothing out of this, I really want y'all to look like look at the people around y'all and really like actively listen to what people are saying. Cause it's important, it keeps you humble. It keeps your ego low because you don't want to be that friend that's always around talking about yourself. Like you don't want to be that person. You don't. Like as I got older, it was really important for me to really listen to my friends and really hear them. And I actually, I'm coming out with this card game called Real Relationships. I'm really excited about it. And I've done it. I did that because I wanted to build healthy relationships in the homes, healthy relationships in schools. And it's really important for me because I know how foundational that is. I know how foundational that is. I'm sorry, I'm probably not loud. Um, I know how foundational that is um, to your success. When you're building the right healthy relationships, and that's all the ego thing. If you got some friends that you done cut off and you probably was the one that was the wrong person, like the wrong, I want you to really think about it today. If they not supposed to be in your life, they're not supposed to be in your life. But if it was an ego thing, if you had some good people around you that was calling you out, that was holding you accountable, and you cut them off because you ain't want to hear it, that's an ego thing. That's a pride thing. And I need you to go back and check the track record of your friendships. If you always the one that's quickly cutting somebody off, then you're probably the problem. But you so prideful that you don't want to call that person and apologize. Mm. Pride will break up relationships. Pride will hurt people. I was a person that I didn't like conflict. So I, I was conflict adverse, straight up. I, I, it was hard. You, you messed me over, you screwed me up. You got me wrong. What is that line? You got me messed up. I ain't talking. What we gotta talk about? That was my old mindset. Now I'm coming to you directly because I told you my core values. I told you yeah. my boundaries, and you've crossed them. Yeah. So now we got a problem with you. Let's talk. Yeah. But but it's all about how you bring the attitude you bring towards conflict. People receive when you're not like I need to talk to you, but you're like, hey, you know, I have some some things I need to talk about. And I love you so much that I, I really want to invest this time to sit down and talk to you. It changes things. All right. All right. All right. So we're going to go on to do our affirmations really quick. It is seven o'clock. And it's a good Saturday, y'all. Listen, I'm just so proud of y'all for being on here consistently. It is beautiful to me. I'm really, really, really proud of y'all. Um, and we got some really good stuff going, coming tomorrow. And then on Monday, I, like, it's just, ooh, compassion and consideration. We're going to be just, you know, out here growing our empathy, you know, for people. It's just going to be so whole. So I'm proud of y'all because I'm I'm feeling the healthy identities that are growing from this, right? We're, we're literally shaping our identities through these calls. And if you're really, really, really doing the work, you will feel it. You will feel the change, right? All right, so day 12, it says, when, I, um, when ego irons pride's wrinkles, Pride becomes arrogant. When ego irons pride's wrinkles, pride becomes arrogant. That is a quote from my book from me. The thoughts, ideas, and suggestions that are powered by your pride and ego has the power to thrust you into making decisions based on clouded judgment. Your own ego can become so magnified that great opportunities can appear too insignificant to take on. 
As a result, you could miss the opportunity to move forward in the right direction and end up living a life that is rid of both substance and purpose. We don't want to live a life that has no substance and no purpose. If you sit here on this call right now and you don't know what you, what's the substance, what your purpose is on this earth, that's what we're getting you to by when these uh, 30 days are over. You got to walk out of here knowing your why. These are three things. Let me write. Somebody write these down in the chat. You got to walk out of here knowing your why, what your identity is. Like literally, what are you here to do? What is, what is your identity? What does it look like to you? And you got to know your purpose. These things, when you wake up knowing these three things, nobody can take nothing away from you. You know your power. You walk in authority. You got to know more about yourself, okay? So here we go. Let's take off, take off the uh, your microphones, and we're going to say the three affirmations, and then, of course, you guys will get them today. So the first one is the morning time is I will make responsible decisions without my ego being involved. I will, I will make responsible decisions without my ego being involved. Awesome. That was good. Uh, afternoon, I will not let pride influence my ability to identify. I will not let pride Yes, good opportunities when they come my way. Good opportunities when they come my way. Don't let that pride miss y'all out from good opportunities. You just wrote down the list. Look at your list. Yeah. Look at all the things you missed out on because of pride. It's time, it's time y'all not to let that happen. So be aware. The night affirmation is I will rest knowing that pride and ego. I will rest knowing that pride and ego. Will no longer drive my life. Will no longer drive my life. Awesome. And then the, the question, I forgot to tell y'all, we have like these questions on the side of this book that, um, that actually, so the question is, and we kind of already talked about this, but how have your pride and ego hindered your ability to capitalize on opportunities? Not just oh. have them, but capitalize on them. What has it done? How has it hindered your ability, yes. your ability to capitalize on opportunities? And so this is really important that you guys ask yourself that question, do the work, speak the affirmations. When we send you the text, believe them. Stop in your tracks and speak it out loud. Hear yourself speaking it out loud. And also be very cognizant of what you're saying throughout the day. Making sure that you're not speaking out loud and then going to something else and be like, oh, I can't do that. The word can't should not be in your vocabulary. Like the word try should not, I, I'll try. No, you'll do. I will do. Like these are simple examples of how to make sure you're speaking better towards yourself. Because it's important what you speak over yourself is what will happen. And you wonder why sometimes you can't get something done and you feel like, oh my God, I'm so stressed. I thought I could do this, I can't do this. Because you said earlier you would try. You didn't say you would do. Mm. You already speaking it over yourself. So be very conscious of the words you're saying throughout the day, throughout this challenge, all right? But um, also, last thing I want you guys to do is when you get some time, and I can't put this in the thing, but, but this is, I hope you can see this. This is a part of my curriculum. But right here it says, complete the cause and effects box below based on the information presented. So right here is insecurities. I want you to draw a box and put insecurities in that box. 
and I know I'm over time, just stay with me for two seconds. I want y'all to draw a box, insecurities in a box, and I want you to write an arrow, because insecurity, pride, and ego, were all actually in the chapter that I reflect on in my book. I put them all together for a reason, right? And so you write insecurity, then you put an arrow, and then the box is the effect. What insecurities are caused, what's the effect of insecurity? And then right here, it says large ego, and then you have an effect of what that is. You know how we write arrows about our complexity? It's all connected. Same with pride. Do the same thing with pride, right? Draw pride in the box, and then write an arrow. And what is the effect of pride? What is the outcome? What's the cause and effect? What's the effect on your life? And then humility, I want you to do a box with humility, and then I want you to do an arrow. What is the effect of humility once you practice it? I guarantee you these are these are real um, serious like self-reflections because I want you to write, I'm big about writing it down and making it plain. All right, I'm big about writing it down and making it plain. So it's important that you write this stuff down and sit down and reflect on this day. This is Saturday. Y'all done took the time out to invest in yourselves, kudos to you. I'm, I am praying that you all have a beautiful Saturday and that you really remain humble and walk upright and know, you know who you really are on this earth. But also once you do, you can also be humble and um, and be confident. Let's, let's be clear. We don't gotta be depressed and, and not confident because we try and work on our egos, all right? Um, what do you think if you were the one in the wrong but you got cut off? Mm, that's good, Delisa. So um, I would say that you should apologize. You should apologize. You know, my friend, she called me the other day. And she said she was in a relationship almost eight years ago. And she said she did something really foul to the person that she was in a relationship with. And she said, I want to just call him. And, like, and it was like she was young. And she said, I just want to call him and apologize. And I said, well, if that if you feel like you need to do that, get that off your chest. Mm -hmm. Call that man. And she called him, and he was so, to the point where he had tears. He was so grateful for her call. It's never too late to apologize. It's never too late to apologize. And that's sometimes what blocks us from our blessings. We could be having all this up here. The guy's like, nope, because you got to apologize. Nope, because you got to go back and say you're wrong. Nope. And you got people out here just hurting. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't, we got this pride that we don't want to apologize. So I, I would even encourage y'all today to write down a list of some people that you might need to go apologize and call. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard pill to swallow. It's going to be a hard one to swallow, but it's going to be good for you because it's going to be a first walk into humility. It's not about you. Sometimes it's about letting somebody else be free. Yeah. Sometimes it's about, you know, some, some yeah. letting somebody else be healed. It's not always about you. So that's such a good question, Delisa. That's such a good question. Oh, I'm actually blocked. Well, I overly apologize. Okay, well, then you're gonna have to pray, you know, and ask God to just heal you. If you're if you're blocked, maybe you could find a way. You know, I'm I'm not uh I'm uh, one of my friends, she told me that somebody had blocked her too, but she said she went around and she went to Facebook, she found this person, and and the person saw the message. And so, listen, and that's all you need them to do is see the message. It, my, my friends be investigating. I was like, how y'all got time for this thing? I'm gonna get around, I'm gonna figure it out. Like, I would never know how to find somebody and 
investigate, but if you gotta do what you gotta do, like that's like heart, okay? I encourage you to do what you gotta do to, to, to get it done. Um, but yes, the right people, you will you will cross paths again. All right, y'all, so I'm gonna I'm leave y'all out with, the, with, with some Be Humble, be humble music today and we're gonna um we're gonna rock out and i'll see you know see you on tomorrow tomorrow we have a good topic too and you'll see it in the uh the text later today all right yeah anybody want to say anything i know i normally give y'all some time but i'm i was over my time anybody want to say anything I went through. <laughs> Listen, Alexis, you went through the business page. Exactly. Um.